We continue our sermon series through the book of Job, and today we're looking at Job chapter 38, and the title of today's sermon is Questions, Questions. I don't know about you, but I'm running out of things to watch on television during this pandemic. Truth of the matter is, I'm a live sports kind of guy. That's typically what I watch, either on television or online. And because there is no live tele, uh, sports right now, I find myself trying to fill that void by looking for other things that might interest me. And I'm really struggling. But last Sunday night, as I sat there, I turned on the television, and on CBS, I saw Sunday Night at the Movies. CBS is showing some of the most iconic films of the last several decades put out by Paramount Pictures, and last Sunday night they showed Forrest Gump. Now, I haven't seen Forrest Gump since it originally came out in 1994, but I remembered it being a pretty good movie, and so I started watching, and I got sucked in. And I couldn't help but notice that as I watched Forrest Gump last Sunday night, I noticed some similarities between one of the characters in the movie and Job in our scripture for today. The character that I noticed those similarities in is Lieutenant Dan. If you've seen the movie, you remember that Lieutenant Dan had both of his legs blown off during the Vietnam War. He's experiencing a lot of guilt because he led his platoon right into an ambush. And most of his platoon soldiers were either wounded or killed. And Lieutenant Dan himself wished that he would have been killed that day. And the truth of the matter is, he probably would have died had it not been for Forrest Gump rescuing him. The next time we see Lieutenant Dan, we notice that he has many of the characteristics of post-traumatic stress disorder. He has isolated himself. He's consumed with depression and rage. He has all of the symptoms of an alcoholic. And he is so mad. He's mad at lots of different people, Forrest Gump for one, but he's especially mad with God. He wished that he would have died during that ambush. Apparently the people that are taking care of Lieutenant Dan are concerned about him. And so they send a priest to visit Lieutenant Dan and the priest tells Lieutenant Dan that God is always listening. And if you will just invite Jesus into your heart, then you, when you die, can walk forever with Jesus in the kingdom of heaven. This just ticks Lieutenant Dan off. What does he care about walking with Jesus in the kingdom of heaven when he can't walk on earth as he might in heaven? He is depressed. He is angry. He is upset with God. And he's yelling at God. As far as Lieutenant Dan is concerned, God is a crock. Well, we then encounter Lieutenant Dan and... Uh, Forrest Gump together, they're on a boat. They're trying to give a go at shrimping, and they haven't caught any shrimp whatsoever. 
And while they're on the boat, this tremendous storm begins. And while all of the other boats are making their way back to the shore, Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump are caught in the middle of that storm. There's this scene in the movie where Lieutenant Dan is yelling at God. He is so mad, so angry, so full of rage, so full of despair. All he wants is a showdown with God. All he wants is for God to show up so that they can have it out once and for all. And the very next scene, we see that it's the following morning. And there's a television commentator suggesting that there was only one boat that survived what was Hurricane Carmen. And that was the boat on which Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump were shrimping. And as the commentator talks about that boat, we see that boat floating down the water. And there is Lieutenant Dan. It appears as if he has peace. He had yelled out in the midst of the storm in rage at God with all sorts of questions and commentary. And apparently God had showed up in the midst of that storm. We have some insight into the kind of peace that Lieutenant Dan must have gotten in the midst of that storm. When we see the scene where Lieutenant Dan looks over at Forrest Gump and he says, I don't think that I've ever thanked you for saving my life. And the truth is, Lieutenant Dan had never thanked Forrest because he wasn't thankful that his life had been saved. But after that night on the boat, in the storm, where he encountered God... Lieutenant Dan must have found some peace. And then we see Lieutenant Dan pull himself up out of his wheelchair, jump over the side of the boat, and begin to do a backstroke away from the boat. And Lieutenant Dan has this great smile on his face. And Forrest Gump lets us know that on that night, in the midst of that storm, he believes that Lieutenant Dan finally made peace with God. You probably see some of the parallels between Lieutenant Dan and Job without me even beginning to point them out. I think that Job, like Lieutenant Dan, was experiencing symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, everything had been going Job's way. He had a wife and ten wonderful children. He had so many possessions. He was extremely wealthy. And he was described as the best man on all the earth. And then all of a sudden, he began to experience an extreme amount of suffering. All ten of his children were killed in a natural disaster. All of his possessions were either destroyed or stolen. He developed a severe skin rash all over his body that was not only extremely painful, but resulted in him being ostracized from the community. He was depressed. He was angry at God, he was frustrated, and he yelled out to God. All Job wanted was a showdown with God. All Job wanted was for God to come to him and for God to answer him and his questions. And what do you know? 
God decides to come to Job. And in the same way that God came to Lieutenant Dan in the midst of a storm in the movie Forrest Gump, chapter 38 begins by telling us that God came to Job in the midst of a storm, a great whirlwind. And while Job had probably been envisioning this moment for a long, long time of when God would finally show up and Job would just begin peppering God with all sorts of questions and making all sorts of accusations against God, when God does finally show up to speak to Job in the midst of the storm, it probably doesn't happen the way that Job anticipated it happening at all. Instead of explaining God's self to Job, instead of responding to all of the accusations that God had made against, that Job had made against God, instead of God answering all of Job's questions, God instead asked all of the questions. God suggests to Job that. Job doesn't have the wisdom necessary to draw the conclusions about God that Job has drawn. God suggests to Job that the devious and sinister and evil way in which he has characterized God is not true of God at all. And God asks questions of Job. In fact, over the three chapters, chapters 38 through 41, God asked Job 84 rhetorical questions. They were questions that weren't necessarily meant to be answered by Job, but they were questions to help Job understand what he needed to know about God and about what had been happening to him. I think if you took all 84 of those questions, you could boil them down to three core questions. And those three core questions are, who are you, Job? Were you there, Job? And are you able, Job? Who are you to question me? And were you there in the past when I've done all of these wonderful things that I'm about to describe to you in these rhetorical questions? And are you able to do those things yourself? And that's when God begins to ask Job questions. Were you there when I laid the foundations of the world? Did you determine the measurements of the world? Did you set the cornerstone of the world? Have the morning stars ever sung to you? Can you bring light out of darkness? Has the heavenly council ever cheered you on for your creative activity? Have you ever tamed or restrained the seas? Have you ever been to the bottom of the sea, to the very depths of the ocean floor? Can you make clouds like garments? Have you ever been to the places where I store the thunder and the rain and the hail and the snow? Can you make it rain or can you make the lightning strike? If rain falls in God-forsaken places like the desert, can I not nourish you in the midst of your barrenness that you are now experiencing? If those three core questions of the 84 that God asked are, who are you? 
and were you there and are you able, then the three responses that God expects of Job is, I am nothing compared to you. I was not there when you did all of these marvelous things. And I am not able to do any of these things myself. In the midst of a storm. In the midst of the anger and the frustration and the fear and the depression that Job had towards God. God comes to Job. And the question that has yet to be answered at this point in our scripture is, will Job survive? And will Job ultimately have peace? And that's the question that I have for you and for me today. See, we're in a storm. At the very least, we're in a storm because of this pandemic and the way that it has impacted our lives But I suggest that many of you are experiencing a storm of life that has nothing or little to do with this pandemic. And I suspect that if there are those who are in the midst of a storm, that you have all sorts of questions for God. You might even be frustrated or angry at God. You might even be demanding some sort of a showdown with God. Some sort of sign that God is aware of what's going on in your life. And that God is going to respond. But maybe, instead of waiting on God to answer our questions, we might do well to allow God's questions to Job to be questions for us as well. Do we trust God? Do we believe that the God who has brought so much good out of so many awful things throughout the recorded history of the world could do the same? Do we believe that in the midst of our storm, God loves us and cares for us, but that God's wisdom is greater than our own and that we can't begin to understand or comprehend what God might be doing or why God might have chosen to do it in that particular way. Do we believe that God can come into our storm and speak a word to us that might give us peace? Do we believe that the one who created the world might be able to recreate us even in the midst of great tragedy and pain? I invite us to listen to those questions. In Forrest Gump, Dan found peace. Will Job Will we? Amen.